we're back with a, another Browns cast. I'm your host, Taylor Jedrzejczyk. Uh, joined, as always, for the recap by Matt Milner. Uh, how are you doing today, Matt? Uh, you know, just uh, today was all right, but this weekend was just a disaster, I would say. You know, at least at least it started with turkey, right? <laughs> yeah, at least I got stuffed and then at least was fat and happy for the first couple days and then just everything went down straight from there. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even get to enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving sandwich on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, couldn't even get be in a good mood on Saturday. It, it started right from the rip. Yeah. Um, I guess... I guess that is one place where I kind of benefit. I'm not as invested in the, the whole Ohio State thing as most people that will, will listen are. Um, just never latched onto it. I, I mean, I grew up in North Carolina, so it was a little more difficult. But um, and uh, trust me, I didn't latch on to UNC or Duke either. I hate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're more basketball but, schools anyway. So <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, so. Obviously, I think we're probably in a slightly better mood today than had we jumped on this at about 7.30 last night. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty doomy, um, <laughs> especially in the Discord. I think I think uh, even um, Craig was getting on me for being too doomy. <laughs> and Craig's kind of doomy, so that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was... I was I was in a weird headspace yesterday. Uh, when the game didn't start well, I was like, I was already tired because I had woken up early to drive back from South Carolina. I was dealing with the stomach bug, so like I was already kind of ornery. And then the game happened, and I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna be real cynical tonight. <laughs> yeah, I do. I did a thing that I don't usually do. I turned off the game around four minutes left. I just could not bear to watch PJ Walker just get his head taken off the rest of the game. It was just no. That was that was rough. Um, I mean, he just. I, I I know some people out there were wondering why when DTR he started off poorly the last two games. Um, and you, you hear the, well, just put in PJ Walker, he beat teams. And I'm like, the dude is literally a walking turnover. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like he's, he turned the ball over five times in three games. Like that's, he that's turned the a, ball over, turned the ball over twice, I think, or no, once yesterday in, uh, 13 pass attempts. <laughs> like. There's a reason why people are, are like, if DTR can't go, are, are clamoring for Joe Flacco, who they were probably hoping would just be an emergency option, and unfortunately, it might be an emergency this week. <laughs> yeah, we, we have we have fully um, we we've uncovered the button, and the keys are in in the position to be turned so that we can set off the emergency Flacco. <laughs> oh, God, I, it had to be. It, it couldn't have just been five weeks in. It it had to be a week later. Of course, it had to be. To be honest, I kind of was expecting him to start maybe against the Jags or the Bears. Uh, if DTR, like there was there was points in the beginning of the game yesterday where I was like, "Ooh, this DTR train's kind of leaking oil here." Uh, and then it's kind of slowly picked up a little bit. Yeah, then... he he started off rough, and I, I think you know that's kind of a good place to dive in the game. I think pretty much like every road game that they've had so far this season. Uh, 
uh, trying to think of one where it didn't. It, it got out of hand quickly early. Um, every other game they've been able to claw back. And they were able to claw back in this one. They, in all likelihood, should have tied the game with if Amari Cooper caught a two-point conversion. But, mm-hmm. you know, they can't keep digging themselves these holes on, on the road. Uh, their defense has been just atomic at home, but average on the road. And average is kind of being nice, considering some of the plays they gave up in Indianapolis and, and in Seattle. Um, they, they were good against Pittsburgh, but that's the only, that was really the only great game they had on all, all season on the road. So I don't know where the, what the formula is for that, but I mean, it's not a bad, it's not the worst problem to have because they've shown that they can come back from it. I think, and I think they would have come back from it even yesterday down, what, what were they down? 17 to 12. I, I yeah, think. they they were only down by five points, and then just the DTR injury kind of threw things for a loop. Like pretty much, kind of just it was a domino effect after that injury. Yeah, I mean the game essentially. I mean, obviously hindsight now, but it, for all intents and purposes, the game ended when DTR took that shot and went off. Um, because it was pretty clear PJ Walker didn't wasn't going to do it. <laughs> He didn't have enough time to settle in. Like in Indianapolis, when he came in off the bench cold, he had a few. He had some time to settle in. Um, didn't have that luxury uh, yeah. yesterday. So, but I mean, I think part of the reason we're in a better mood today than we would have been last night um, is for I think the, one of the first times this season we've gotten that good injury news. Thus far, uh, it is only Tuesday, Monday night. Of course, so thing, things could happen tomorrow and Wednesday before we uh, before we see injury reports. But it seems like Miles is going to be okay, which is obviously I like. I saw a tweet today. <laughs> Schefter tweeted that the Browns dodged a bullet by not having Miles miss time. <laughs> the response was. The Browns didn't dodge a bullet. They dodged a nuke. <laughs> like, <laughs> if 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 Miles Garrett is out for any extended period of time, and I'll be honest, when I heard him say last night that something popped in his shoulder, I was my my brain immediately went to up. Oh, he tore his labrum. He's done. But obviously that didn't happen. So we'll we'll see him again either this week or in the coming weeks. So. Yeah, so you know, having having Miles be healthy, at least you know to the extent that anyone is healthy at this point in the season, will be good. Um, even if, I mean, obviously him missing this week makes this week a lot harder. But if the Browns get um, Denzel Ward back, it's not as big a deal. I think actually having Denzel Ward is equally as important facing the Rams as having Miles Garrett. Yeah, like the Rams are a more potent passing attack more so than the Broncos. Even though that they did have some success, they didn't really win that game because of rust. They more so won it because you made mistakes at very opportune times for the Broncos pretty much. Which is exactly how we said that they've been beating teams. Like in the end, the Broncos 
didn't put up 100 yards of offense, I don't believe. No, 294. Like, they didn't... <laughs> they, they weren't lighting things up. They, they ran the ball well, 39 for 169, uh, 4.3 yards a carry. It's more, That's not as good as you'd like to see. But, but that wasn't going to kill you if you just played a clean game. No. I mean, you turned the ball over three times. Um, one of them set the Broncos up with uh, first down at like 25 or something, or the 20, like they were deep in Browns territory. Yeah, it was the end um, around that got the whole internet to collectively just burn to the ground. So that, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean, they've run that play a lot. It certainly was kind of a weird time to do it, and you did it with guys that, you know, maybe shouldn't be doing it. Um, I, I like having, obviously, if you have Marquise Goodwin, he's probably the one catching that end around. Um, so you don't have the same issues. But, you know, yeah, when it, your it offense is as banged up as it is, you're not going to have the guys that you want catching those th- catching those plays. Yeah, it was like it was like staple plays that just like just <laughs> at the worst possible time just get get blown up. Like we've seen those end arounds before be pretty effective and then we also saw Harrison Bryant fumble, fumble some snaps he under center that he hadn't done before the before uh yesterday so it was just like they just did a bunch of stuff that 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 pretty much beat that they beat themselves more so than the Broncos beat them in my mind no, no matter I mean, how I, the score reflects it yeah and you know the Broncos are a game behind them now uh with the mysteries that the Browns have facing the quarterback position, that, that this ends up being a bigger game. This was the more important game to win. If you had to only win one on this road trip, uh, you need to be AFC teams, not NFC teams. Of course. All, all wins count, but this one now can – this one can kind of screw with the you just have to win 10 games theory because now there's scenarios where the Broncos win 10 games and beat you out from that last wild card spot. Um, so – it was it was inopportune. Um, I think that there there was obviously some, uh, as there always is, some the some discussion on the play calling. Um, overall, I thought Stefanski had a, a decent game. Uh, certainly not his best. That end around, uh, while it's something they've run. Um, Maybe you don't do it with guys that aren't used to doing it. The, the, the timing of it was just bad. I would I would say that. The timing of it, I understand why because of the, the DTR injury, it kind of was like we need to try to find something to – like something creative that we've done before to get – to get yards and like, unfortunately it was just, it blew up in their face. <laughs> just, it, yeah. And you know, the same people are going to criticize why didn't they just run the ball up the middle every time. But like you, you, if you go back and look at some of those plays, you saw the light boxes, the, the, the heavy boxes that the Browns are facing, like running counter and power into eight man boxes is only going to get you so far, even against the worst run defense in the league. And it got you 20, 107 yards on 24 carries, but you know, you'll, you had almost a whole fourth quarter where you weren't going to run the ball. So you, you lost out on probably 10, 12 carries there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, it was certainly like we, we were starting to see a trend now where the team is not as good on the road as they are at home. Um, obviously, they won in Baltimore. They won in Indy. Those are important wins. Um, they threw away the Steelers game. This game, you know, I, I wouldn't say they threw it away in the same sense that they threw it away in the Steelers game, but like they beat themselves more more than anything. So it's it's a matter of just cleaning those things up. And I, I know I sound like Stefanski, who said the exact <laughs> same thing in the in his press conference today. But they they started off slow again. They cut it back to one position by halftime again. Like you can't keep doing this. You 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 have to find ways to be better off out of the gate on at home or on the road. So hopefully we see something different this week, this coming week. Historically, again, uh, we've made this point a few times already this season. They've been really good, or at least fairly. They've been better after a loss than I think would be league average. Um, comes with the territory of how Stefanski kind of ma- manages the team. Uh, the don't get too high, don't get too low mentality. So they'll they'll be ready for this week. It all just depends on who's playing, but. I think I think we just need to see more consistent efforts. It's it's the same. It, 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 like you're starting to see the same things on offense. Like I saw a stat today: nine percent of all pass attempts have been dropped this year by Browns receivers. That's yeah. that's just an astronomical number. Yeah, like. We can complain all we want about the quarterbacks, like, but the fact that they're not getting helped in the slightest, it, 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 it also drives you up a wall because you feel like there's so many yards and potential points being left on the, on the left off the board just because of that. Like that nine percent drop rate is that's not acceptable. Like it's definitely not something you want because. And especially with this team that has such a low margin of error on, on offense, you can't have that. No, it, like if if the the percentages are correct, that means they've dropped 35 passes this year. Jeez. Jeez. Because they've only thrown 391 passes, which is like a league low. or It's got to be close to a league low. But it, it, it's, They've always had a tendency to be like low on the pass. Pass attempts, but high on the rushing attempts, contrary to what people who say Kevin doesn't run the ball enough. He's always at least top five in, in, in rush attempts. But yeah, like they try to balance efficiency in terms of like passing yards, but low on attempts, but rushing high rushing attempts, but high on efficiency. They're just tr- – and all I'm basically saying is they, they try to – do it as efficiently as possible. But when you're not doing things that are efficient, like catching the ball at an acceptable rate, that kind of ruins your efficiency. That That's kind of what the whole crux of the problem is. You're not helping your cor- young quarterback, whoever the quarterback is, and you're putting yourself in a bad spot almost 30% of the time. Yeah, it's... I mean, we're, we're if, if DTR plays this week, which, you know, concussions, you never know. 
you're going to have um, all three quarterbacks that you've played appear in at least six games. Which, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Just remarkable, um, man. I mean, I mean that, that's, that's ouch, and the alternative is Joe Flacco becoming their fourth starting quarterback this year. Which, which could you have believed? Omega, that, ouch. Which could you have believed Joe Flacco ever be a Browns quarterback in any just um um like parallel universe? I never thought. No, no, this is look. This entire season is pretty much a parallel universe at this point. Yeah, we're pretty much in the multiverse. <laughs> this is a multiverse of madness right now. Yeah, that movie was at least good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can't you can't keep having drops like that. And Joku's had two of the worst games back to back of his career. Mark Cooper's dropping passes. Um, Jerome Ford dropped a couple passes. Although that pass that he dropped in the first quarter yesterday, or first or second quarter yesterday, uh, he probably was not going to catch that ball anyway. <laughs> There was a safety there ready to take his head off, which was apparently what the Broncos' goal was yesterday, based on basically other, injure other evidence runs and walks. Like it was bad. Yeah, so it's just there's certainly like if you're looking for reasons to be bleak, if you're one of those people out there on the social media sphere. And you're looking for reasons to be bleak and say, oh, the season's over, people should be fired. And like, you certainly have the ammo right now. Um, They're not healthy. They play like crap. Their receivers can't catch the ball. They're not, like, in some people's minds, they're not running the ball like they should. Like, it's just, it sucks. Um, Because, you know, there's not a whole lot. That can be said. <laughs> like they are, they're struggling right now. And, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of leeway coming in the next two weeks. Um, you have a Rams, you're playing a Rams team on Sunday that I don't think Rams fans know what it is. Well, Rams fans is a bit of a yeah, that, statement in itself. But yeah, that one super fan is definitely. Concerned about that was a Chargers fan. Um, <laughs> that's how that's how little like Charger and Rams fans are. We're we're comparing them because we don't know what the heck they are. Yeah, I mean it might it might not be much of a home field advantage next week for the Rams. It might actually be more of a home game for the Browns. But that's still a weird team to play. They have talent. Um, they they are extremely hot or cold, but. You know, Matt Stafford can still do things. He's one of the things that the Browns got burned on last week uh, with by Russell Wilson was a quarterback that's able to dissect pre-snap that's seen a lot of stuff. Matt Stafford's definitely seen a lot of stuff. Um, he's really the first quarterback I think they've played this year that has that ability, and you saw yeah. them take advantage of it. Yeah, like that. that is the one thing I noticed because, like, of course, with the Fox broadcast, they have like the mic either on the center or or on somebody where you can hear all the audibles. And it was like he you could tell he kept finding looks that they could just keep going to again and again and again. It just 
he he had all the answers despite the fact he didn't throw the ball that well. Yeah, like they they had so many different audible calls that worked, um, and you're going to see a similar kind of cerebral approach out of uh, Matthew Stafford this weekend. Um, granted, Matthew Stafford is not going to take the ball on a quarterback end around like like Russell Wilson did on his pizza call, but. <laughs> um, and that that benefits the Browns because I think we've pointed out earlier earlier in the season that they seem to struggle with guys that are able to move and keep the play going a little bit because inherently when you're in man it's harder to guard the deeper you get into a play. Yeah, so. yeah, it's the one weakness of man is like especially since you're turning your back to guard your guard who you're guarding, you have no idea where the quarterback is. So like. That is the one drawback of playing man as much as you are. Like, so yeah, like that is the one thing that you have with Matt Stafford is sure he's mobile, but he's not Russell Wilson mobile where he can break down a play with his legs. No, but the the thing that the Rams do have is um, a coach that is able to scheme receivers open, and you know they have. Between Cup, Nakua, and um, Atwell, they have guys that are hard to defend. Yeah, and we saw it back in 2019, like when the Rams came to town here. Like Sean, Sean McVay is not somebody to take lightly. He'll he'll make it a game one way or another, no matter the talent. Yeah, so it's it's like it's going to be a get right week, you know, in the training room and on the field. Um, I, I don't expect this team is going to fold. They really haven't shown any any reason to think that they would. No. So this felt more like a bad week than more so like a gut punch in the like if you're a doomer like oh this is the, like how the season ends like no nah, I don't think it was that it was just more a bad day at the office in my mind. No, I mean it could have been had like there was definitely the ingredients of if it came back that Cooper broke ribs and was going to miss three or four weeks and DTR is going to miss three or four weeks and uh, oh, DTR could do this time, but Garrett was going to miss a month. Like then you start like, okay, <laughs> I'm not sure the team can overcome this much. <laughs> In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on, it wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Like, I think they're already at the point where probably about half their cap is on IR. <laughs> like, probably, if we, if we like, totaled up the money, the, pretty much the majority of the salary cap is on IR or has been injured for any lengthy period of time. It's so bad. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just kind of one of those doomed seasons. Um, doomed from a, like fate standpoint they've obviously played through it and they you could still come out the other side and make it to the playoffs and you know at that point who knows but mm-hmm. 
you just got to get there. And right now they're three wins from having that shot. And, you know, a win this week could go a long way. A win last week could have gone a long way. Like that's a big AFC win. You're not going to, you're, you're going eight and three. You're not going to team down to five and six. Um, and you see where five and six is. The Bengals are like out uh, six and six. The bills are pretty much out because their schedule is hell. Like yeah, they, they need some, like a lot of things to break their way. They're in that realm of the, in the hunt graphic. Yeah. So, you know, the Browns, most metrics still have them around 70% to make the playoffs. Um, they, they're going to need to get quarterback play. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit um, in the, I would imagine the likelihood that we don't see that we don't see DTR this week. Um, Joe Flacco is at least someone that you can trust to make reads. Um, He's going to know how to be a quarterback. Uh, Who knows if he's going to have any pocket awareness or, any semblance of movement. Um, he never really had that. And now he's 38 years old. So uh, like, I don't want to, I'm sorry, but I just don't want to see. Cause like he has been a statue for pretty much five years. And I just, I just know how it's going to go. If he can't make any throws, just yeah, J- Jerron Christian had a rough week blocking last on Sunday and, and Joe Flacco not moving seems like a bad recipe. But for all the for all the mobility you lose in the Flacco versus DTR debate, you should gain experience and the ability to throw deep and maybe draw some pass interference calls. Uh, the Flacco specialty. Um, <laughs> That's true. Ha- earned half of his contract because of that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. There, there's things you gain, there's things you lose. Um, I definitely think everyone in that building probably trusts sending Joe Flacco out there on two weeks of practice over PJ Walker, which is At kind of an point, indictment on yeah. PJ Walker. Um, I think we're all pretty much done with that one. So. Yeah, I think we're at this point where, like, if 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 it comes down to it, Joe Flacco, it's all you, buddy. It's your world. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then, you know, if he wins on Sunday, if he plays and wins, then you, you have to answer the question when DTR clears, is he going to be the quarterback again, or you just stick with Flacco? Hard, hard to, I mean, uh, we don't need to be ping-ponging between quarterbacks, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I, at that point, you just kind of stay with the hot hand. Not Nothing against DTR, but if, say, Flacco does win against the Rams, I, I could totally understand where Stefanski's like, hey, He's, he's a veteran. Sure, he's old and he can't move, but he knows how to throw a football and he's been there and done that. So, you know, we'll stick with the old guy. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to this uh, game yesterday a little bit, um, Greg Newsom certainly had a rough start to the day. Um, I do think his pass interference was a little weak, but then he came back and got toasted on a slant route like the next play. <laughs> uh, or a crossing route like the next play, so the, not not a great showing. I think he 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 made a, he might have had a missed. I think he had a missed tackle later on, but um, you yeah, know, not Greg's best day. Not Greg's no, uh, w- which kind of led me to my earlier point was that you know you almost have to have Denzel next week. Um, yeah, like Denzel at this point. 
he's been having a Pro Bowl type year. So like in if he's able to come back this week, he and he's up against Cooper Cup, you feel a lot more confident than Greg, who probably is more suited as that second or third corner. Like if he's on, if he's your number one, it just doesn't seem like he's up to the task at this point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they defend the Rams on Sunday, and we're going to get more. We can get more. We can save that for the preview. But um, JOK had a really good day on on Sunday. Uh, he was all over the place. I think I saw that he finished with twelve tackles and a forced fumble, like probably one of his better days. Um, other than that, it seemed like a pretty average day on the defense. Uh, they, they didn't make the same kind of standout plays that they usually do. Um, it, it, with the way, the way the run was gashing the middle, it certainly seemed like they were missing Anthony Walker, mm. who I believe practiced at the end of last week and then just wasn't able to play. Um, yeah, I, I think remember. he was I, remember. Like, I thought he, I thought he was limited on Friday. I could be wrong. I think he was limited twice at the very end of the week and yeah, he just wasn't able to go this week. Probably will this week if we Yeah. If things um, track out. It certainly kind of sucks that DTR is going to be going through concussion protocol this week when he could be enjoying having a week at his at UCLA practicing with his with the uh, with the NFL team that he's on. Yeah, that that does suck because that would have been that would have been a mini homecoming just to come back, be the like because he spent five years at UCLA and was like has a lot of school records there. So that would have been that would have been a nice little story. But unfortunately, he has to deal with the protocol and if he's going to play and or and like all that stuff, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope that he's able to clear, but. The, the track record on that this year has not been a one-week thing. Um, Denzel did clear it in a week. Brock Purdy it's cleared possible, it in a week. But yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. – you don't want to trust, like, one person because concussions are – they're different cases with different – they're different cases with different people. That's just how they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we all agree that we probably should have seen more out of Jerome Ford um, yesterday. Uh, the game script kind of got weird, but he only had nine carries. He had 65 yards in those nine carries, so like he, he was running the ball really well. Um, the Broncos' leading rusher, Javante Williams, had the same amount of yards but needed double the carries. <laughs> Samaje P. Ryan, on the other hand, seven for 55. Yeah, he he was tearing us up, man. Like that, just like he did last year with the Bengals. Bengals should have never left him go, let him go. But you know, hey, they wanted Joe Mixon, and now they're wondering why Joe Mixon isn't getting the ball down there. So <laughs> that's true. I mean, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Bengals' problems are not Browns' problems. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, th- this this team is going to have to continue to just kind of piece it together. Wins are not going to come easy. Um, I don't know what the Jets are going to be on whenever the hell we play them. December 27th. I think it's yeah. the 27th. The I don't know what that – like Aaron Rodgers is the universe's greatest enigma now. saw a tweet today that he doesn't believe in sunscreen anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> For real? I don't know. 
<laughs> I believe it though, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> but um, he he could play on a torn. He could come back from a torn Achilles in three months and prove to be the second coming of the Greek hero Achilles. Um, like I don't know that that game kind of remains up in the air as a game the Browns should win. Obviously, if Tim Boyle is out there, don't lose to Tim Boyle, please. For all, yeah, like <laughs> honestly, <laughs> um, like you shouldn't lose to the Bears. They have been playing better, but they're still not very good. You shouldn't lose to the Bears. And then you have the Jake Browning led Bengals, so that should be another win and to hopefully bank on. So yeah, uh, and then you know you have two games against the leaders in the AFC South, and you got the wild card that is the Jets and. If you're able to get this win on Sunday, you you knock and you knock one of those question marks off because mm-hmm. you only need to win two games the rest of the way to get to ten. Um, but you know we'll 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 face that when we need to. Good lord, it's zero zero in the beginning of the second quarter in Minnesota. That game sounds atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 one sicko game of the week probably. <laughs> No, no, no. Sicko game of the week happened in the Meadowlands. We picked it. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I think I think that's about all we have to say about um, about the game on Sunday. I think it's good that we came out of that game not as injured as it could have been. Um, but the issues that plague them, the Browns, are issues that have reared their head at bad times all season, the drops and the turnovers. Like they keep losing games because of this and they can't keep that up. They have to figure out a way to fix at least one of them. <laughs> turnovers yeah. is, I think would be the most effective, but like you can't keep dropping passes. Yeah. At least you can <sighs> turnovers. I feel like is the bigger issue drops. I mean, drops are drops, but you, you can at least survive drops for the most part. Like, Yeah, with the defense you have, you can survive drops and be okay. But I think I think that's, that's about all we got on that one. It's just they've lost four times this year, and all four times, you know, three of those four similar story. Three of those four times, you you look at you look at it, and you're like, well. They really did it to themselves. <laughs> the other the other team didn't really do it to them. They did it to themselves. So and hopefully hopefully that's something that can correct itself. Um mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and get into our picks from last week since everything has finished. We didn't pick the Monday night game this week because The game gross. picks did not go well this week. <laughs> no. Actually, I mean, for me they went okay. But I will say, um, we are now Tied. Me and you are now tied again uh, at 91 points. Gerbs is at 94. Uh, we didn't make up any points on him this week, but now we are tied. Great. <laughs> Actually, I would have made up points because... Uh, let's see. I, I don't know. Either way. Um, I picked the Jags. You guys picked the Texans and lost. Um... I, none of us in the Patriots and Giants game, we all picked the Patriots. 
that's gross. Um, in the Bills and Eagles game, we all picked the Eagles. That game got a little dicey, but it worked out for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all picked the Ravens. That shouldn't come as a surprise. We all picked the Browns. Ouch. Ouchies. Um, DTR pass attempts over under 26 and a half. I, I was the only one who took the under. I got that wrong. You guys got the over points. Um, Browns rushing, rushing yards over under 146 and a half. Me and Gerbs picked the over. You took the under and got it right. Um, we all took the under on Russ, Russ pass yards over under 213 and a half. Um, total yardage winner. We all picked the Browns all lost. Combined turnovers over under four and a half. We all took the under and got it by half because there was four. <laughs> Combined field goal attempts. You and Gerbs took the over, uh, over, over under five and a half. You and Gerbs took the over. I took the under. I believe there was four. I believe there was four. I think so. Yeah. Um. So. Heading into week 13, Curbs has 94 points. Me and you have 91. Still anyone's game. We still still enough time weeks. for me to come back. Six weeks to go. <laughs> but um, I think I think that kind of wraps up our recap. Uh, certainly a better, a bit of a better, more chipper mood for us than had it been last night when we were both pissed off. But I think the point still stays the same. Like the Browns still control everything they need to control to get where they want to go. Um, yeah, their ceiling like- once they get there is still it has been diminished and it continues to be diminished every time they get hurt. But like being seven and three and missing the playoffs would really suck, and it would be the second time they've done that in ten years. Yeah, uh, they just gotta piece it together. Like they should be able to. Fu- find those wins but yeah it's just this this it's t- it's the journey that is well it's the journey less traveled at this point because it's yeah. not a very it's not been a very rewarding journey they've gotten seven wins but like at what cost it's like that one uh one meme it's like we won seven games but at what cost <laughs> yeah at what cost is we've pretty much lost all of our players um <laughs> I will say uh, we are we are one week from getting one more game from potentially having Wills come off of IR. Mm-hmm. Um, contrary to what people might have thought earlier in this the the this four these four weeks, uh, that will be an improvement. Um, yeah, it, it kind of shows you what where he is in the tier of, of tackles that like Jed Wills is actually a pretty okay left tackle considering your your like the rest of the the options that you potentially have so yeah he gets the job done uh his, the, the issue is his bad reps are just abysmal <laughs> yeah there's a reason why he was a practice squad player <laughs> yeah but yeah so we'll be back on Thursday uh hopefully we have some good news with players returning to practice by then um Hopefully we have some good news on Miles, and we don't get a Wednesday bomb like we have the la- like two out of the last four weeks. Uh, I'm not even bothering to knock on wood. I'm just, I'm just waiting to waiting and seeing at this point. I'm not knocking on wood. I'm slamming my head into a wall and hoping it gets better. 
<laughs> at this point, I, I, I would be, I would probably be at, I would probably be doing that too. Yeah. yeah. But we will be back. Um, I guess, I guess there's only one thing left to do and that's uh, go Browns. Go Browns, baby. <laughs> Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) I know, right?